millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Daily Tech News Show is powered by you. To support the show directly and become a member, go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, September 12th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline and K9, I'm Sarah Lane. Salt Lake City. Still breathing your air, California. I'm Scott Jones. We're not. We're sending it to Salt Lake City. <laughs> I am Roger Chang, and I'm not responsible because I stay home most of the day. Ah, uh, well, uh, and you mean you're not blowing our air to Scott's region? Right. I'm blowing you kisses, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it is Apple announcement day, and that means we're going to go through all of the Apple announcements in a few minutes. Uh, so hang on, Apple fans. We'll get to that, but let's start with a few other tech things you should know. Today, Uber unveiled a full rebrand, which the company says first began about nine months ago in order to make company branding more clear as Uber continues to expand into new and different markets and, of course, partner with other companies as well. Gone is the Uber symbol that's been featured on its app icon for the past two years, which the company said actually confused customers. Nintendo Switch Online will launch on September 18th. You guys, that is right around the corner. For $20 a year, that's about 4 bucks a month, uh, or $7.99 for three months. You can save a little bit of cash, but it's on its way. The United States FCC says it has paused its review of a potential merger of Sprint and T-Mobile to give it more time to analyze submissions on network expansion and expected benefits of the merger coming from both companies. Also, T-Mobile wants to do some additional economic modeling. The 180-day review period will now hold at day 55. Merger is also being reviewed by the U.S. Department of Justice. Verizon Communications confirmed today that Guru Garoppin will place Tim Armstrong as the CEO of Oath and report to Verizon CEO Hans Vestberg. Armstrong will remain at the company to guide management transition efforts and report to Verizon chairman Lowell McAdam. In bummer news, in my opinion, Google's four-year-old experimental email app Inbox will shut down in March. Many of the features from Inbox have already been added to Gmail and others are on their way. I'm super bummed out about it because it's my favorite mobile email application. But all those features are in Gmail now. So almost all of them. Interface-wise, though, it's not the Mm, same. I see. I see. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about what you can't do in Europe soon. The European Parliament voted to approve an updated version of the Copyright Directive. We've talked about it before on the show. Uh, It's the one they rejected back in July. This new approved version still includes Articles 11 and 13, 
You'll often hear those referred to as the link tax and the upload filter. The link tax says that if you are going to significantly link to news organizations, the news organizations have a right to charge you. The upload filter says that any large company that wants to do content uploading must filter and try to prevent anyway, not necessarily filter, but they have to prevent copyrighted works from being uploaded. Article 11 now allows the sharing of just links. If the link itself has the headline in the link, you're not going to be punished anymore. Uh, So link sharing is okay. It's just when you start doing excerpting that these rules might apply. And Article 13, the upload filter, now only applies to sites that host significant amounts of content and promote that content as well as carving out an exception for small businesses. The directive is not in place yet. You'll see a lot of people very angry about this saying, Europe has been ruined. It's all over. It's not quite all over. There's a final vote coming in January, so there's still a chance to profess objections to it. And if it passes, individual countries would then further refine how it's implemented in each of their countries. So they have some latitude in interpreting it as it's in, 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 as it is implemented, say, in Germany or Netherlands or Hungary, etc., I I think the thing to wonder here, though, is why was it approved at all? Because pretty much everyone, Tim Berners-Lee, Jimmy Wales, uh, all of the folks, Europeans and non-Europeans, who are working on the Internet said, yeah, you need to fix copyright, but not like this. Yeah, uh, I don't like the vagaries either. The vagaries being things like sites that host significant amounts of content. Well, don't make, hold did you read the actual EU directive or are you just quoting what I wrote as a I was as a about to say I haven't read the Okay, okay, cuz it may be more specific. Right, and it may be. My point is that it's going to no matter what they do, no matter how detailed they get about that information, people are going to interpret that as really broad and reaching and also not specific enough. And even if that language is very specific, people are going to find issues with it because it does seem to just bark in the face of a free and open internet in a way that I feel like we haven't seen for a while. This is Scott's opinion. We'll see how it plays out. And the fact that every country can implement it a little differently is a problem too. Right. I mean, to your point, to your point about that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not about to say the walls are falling, the walls are falling, but I can see why Europeans are upset. And I would be too, if I were them, even on just the face of it, like you said, there's, there's details in the there's devils in the details you got stuff happening before january this isn't being voted on right now like a lot could happen and some of the freak out will happen and that sometimes changes things but i don't like it at all it just and feels as, as we saw with the gdpr rules made in europe sometimes have effects around the world just because it's easier for a company to implement once everywhere than to try to go region by region Testers of the Windows 10 October 2018 update have noticed a dialog box launches when installing Chrome or Firefox that says, you already have Microsoft Edge, the safer, faster browser for Windows 10. Those pop-ups can be turned off in settings. <laughs> oh, man. The, why? This is the old Microsoft. This is not the new, kinder, gentler Microsoft of Satya Nadella that we're seeing. This feels like the old Bill Gates, Steve Ballmer Microsoft, where you do, do whatever you can to try to knock out the competition. Well, yeah. but I mean, it's not like Microsoft is the only. I mean, uh, uh, Apple 
every so often is trying to get me to 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 use Safari as my default browser. I well, I, I feel like we've been doing this a long sure. time. Sure, and 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 Firefox does it too, where they say like, "Hey, we notice Chrome is your default browser. Would you like to change to Firefox?" I've seen that, but that's different than doing it at the operating system level, where Windows that's like, true. "Hey, we know we own most of the marketplace out there. So before you even get that." browser installed we're going to ask you if you really want to be doing that i feel yeah. like that's a little different in microsoft or in, in apple's case like today you can't watch the keynote um on anything but apple stuff and safari is a good example of that well, you so can you watch can it on edge on windows you could also watch it on twitter yeah you can watch it on lots of stuff but my point is if you're going to watch it on a browser on your desktop and you run it in chrome it says sorry not supported turns out it's only going to happen in safari so there's an example of them kind of nudging people okay. in a direction sure this is so overt where they say, you already have Microsoft Edge. The safer, faster browser for Windows 10 implies that they are literally the safer, faster browser. Both of those things could be argued. <laughs> yes, at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> or, or outright refuted. In, in, I don't like in, it at all. Yeah. Uh, Samsung opened its largest mobile store in Bengaluru on Tuesday. How do you like that? It's pretty good. The 3,000 <laughs> square meter store will include mobile devices. Uh, other consumer electronics and service center that they'll have there comes two months after Samsung opened its biggest smartphone plant in New Delhi. So big inroads in India. Yeah. India, of course, one of the top three markets for smartphones. Uh, and depending on how you look at it, possibly the top market for smartphones, certainly for growth right now as China as a market starts to mature and Samsung uh, is not waiting around. You hear about Apple sort of toying around with the restrictions on parts being made in India and they're going to have a factory and they're trying to get some easements so they can open some Apple retail stores. Samsung just went and and built a factory and now they're opening their biggest store. I mean, that's a statement to say like we are putting everything we can into the Indian market. It's also uh, Bengaluru, um, which I it's in an area that is is a big tech hub. But it, specifically, if you're not familiar with it, sort of in the southern part of the country, and yeah, lot 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 of uh, tech companies, lot of uh, uh, you know many many of the 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 companies that you know and love have outposts there, and so it makes a lot of sense that this would be the right location to expand into India specifically. You know, and here's the thing. This is a total side note, but Bangalore or, or Bengaluru is called the Silicon Valley of India. What, shouldn't they have some cool like Silicon Curry or I don't know, something <laughs> more appropriate? Like, you know, we have the Silicon Hills and the Silicon Alley and, and all Silicon that. Silicon Beach. Yeah, right. Where I live, apparently. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lots of scooters. Yeah, the Silicon Valley of India. Yeah, okay. Well, sounds like a challenge. Um, let some let somebody come up with something better, and then we'll uh, we'll try to see if it catches on. Particularly those of you who live in India. Maybe yes. you already know. Maybe you're like, oh no, there's already a, there's already a, a good one. You know, send it to us. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. And also, if anybody gets to this store, three thousand square meters. I mean, that's huge. Uh, send us some pictures. Love to see it. I'd love huge. to see what that looks like in there. You know. 
Educational hardware company LittleBits announced three new kits available in time for the new school year in the United States. The $10 Base Inventor Kit includes 10 bits that can be used to create all kinds of things. If you, if you don't know LittleBits, the whole point is they want to encourage kids to mix and match and try stuff. But some of the examples that you can make with the Base Kit are a voice-controlled robotic hand, a smart lamp, an intruder alarm, keep your siblings out of your room i guess uh there's also the hundred dollar <laughs> electronic music inventor kit that has eight bits and same sort of deal you can make lots of different things but there's a keytar bass which is a keyboard guitar if you've never seen jazz uh or a drum kit you could actually turn it into a drum kit as well as many other things and then there's the 130 thirty dollar space rover inventor kit that one has 15 bits 30 activities and is centered around an app controlled planetary rover to kind of pretend like you're on mars or the moon or something i love this it's another example of stuff i wish was around when i was a kid i'd go straight for that 130 deal if if uh, people can swing it uh because that seems like probably the best bang for the buck i think the other two sound great and all but there's something about making your own version of a rover type vehicle that is going to make every 10 year old kid's head explode it sounds amazing i mean buy them all right just yeah i guess get them all if you can good point i mean if you could afford it obviously that's 330 bucks that's not nothing there seems to be like this stuff's popping lately you got nintendo with their weird initiative with cardboard uh yeah yeah other stuff like this popping up i feel like we're going to see more and more of it it's easier to put small computing devices in um uh, you know in, in kits that people can then assemble and make something really cool out of it like this really is the erector set of a whole different generation, and I, I I envy it. I think it's I think it's amazing. This is another one I'd love to see some pictures at feedback at dailytechnewshow dot com. If anybody's got these or gets these new ones uh, and has created some projects, it'd be cool to see that. For the price of a third of an iPhone, you can get all three of the new kits. Yeah. From be the bit. kid with the rover. Don't be the kid with the keytar. I'm just saying. It's fun. <laughs> don't don't throw shade on the kid with the keytar. Keytar is a perfectly valid life choice. Day. Okay, yes. kid. Um, it's not about the kid with the keytar. It's about the keytar. I hate that thing. Nothing it's wrong a with a keytar. Show Favorite. Scott he's wrong. Send us your coolest keytar projects. <laughs> <laughs> to feedback at dailytechnewshow.com. All right, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. We're going to talk about the Apple Watch. We're going to talk about the 10S and 10S Max. And we're going to talk about the Tennis Match and the 10R and even the HomePod, probably. Uh, but let's start with the Apple Watch Series 4. It's got a larger display, as we knew, 35% and 32% larger. Uh, for the, the small is 35% larger. The big is 32% larger. Screen now goes to the edge, almost. Uh, it's got some nice curved corners. They also made a big deal about the fact that it's thinner. So in total volume, it's actually smaller than the Series 3. Uh, there are some new complications, new watch face uh, with customizations, a modular face, which lets you put in third-party app things like, you know, sports scores or your boarding info for your plane. Uh, the Breathe app is now available as a watch face, so you can raise it to your wrist to breathe. I also have some cool dynamic watch faces, a lot of the watch face stuff. The big d- uh, design change on the outside visually uh, that you'll recognize right away is the crown now has a red circle instead of being solid red. Uh, the speaker is supposedly 50% louder. They moved the mic to the opposite side of the speaker so that it doesn't get in the way when you're talking over it. Uh, 
back is black ceramic and sapphire crystal, which is transparent to radio. That should help improve LTE. It's got a 64-bit dual-core S4 chip, a new GPU. They claim both have twice the performance of the Series 3. Um, extended range, extended G-Force on the gyroscope and the accelerometer. And this one was interesting. It can identify falls. So if it tells you fallen, it'll wait to see if you move. Uh and give you the option to call 911. If it doesn't feel you've moved for a minute, it will automatically call 911. And they made a, a big deal about new heart rate monitors. Uh, they'll be monitoring now not just for fast heart rate, but low heart rate, uh, arrhythmia, irregularity, and the electrocardiogram, where you put a finger on the crown and then tap the face and the other sensors on the back of the watch, and it can give you sort of a rough estimate of your electrocardiogram. You can hand over that data to your doctor. They have FDA approval for the heart rates and the rhythm, not for the electrocardiogram. They didn't quite, they sort of fudged that and made it sound like maybe they did, but they don't. Uh, Bluetooth 5, same battery life, silver, gold, gray, and black or gold stainless and new Hermes. And here's the important part. Starting prices of $399 with GPS, $499 for cellular. That's starting prices. Uh, and the Series 3 is now $295. Available in 26 markets, uh, 16 markets for cellular. And you can start ordering Friday, this Friday. And they'll be available September 21st. And everybody who has a watch gets Watch OS 5 on September 17th. Yeah, it looked uh, like a nice incremental upgrade to the device. I think the bigger screen and that stuff is cool. The thinness and the larger displays is cool. The thing that I'm most excited about, if I were to, and I'm not really sure I'm in the market for Series 4, given what they showed today. Uh, my 3 is going to probably do just fine until whatever's next. But the wheel, um, adding haptic feedback to uh, the dot. What's it called? Sorry, not the wheel. The um, The crown. The crown. Crown, thank you. So watch terms throw me off. Complications and crowns. It is all very complicated. But anyway, that thing right now is just a swimmy, swimmy thing that you push and you don't really get any kind of feedback other than visual. I love the idea of that having some haptic feedback. Beyond that, though, I don't know. Probably it, it, it seems like a great thing if you're on a two and you're thinking I might upgrade every other. This might be a good time to do it. Yeah, as somebody who's never had an Apple Watch before, and I just have a different watch that I wear, and I've never had an Apple Watch, so I don't really know what I'm missing yet. I I feel like maybe it's time. The problem is it's very pricey because I'd like to get a new iPhone as well, and I know we'll get to that in a second, but I don't think I would get an Apple Watch that didn't have LTE enabled. I, I just I can see so many scenarios where that would become annoying so that price is it is steep yeah although with i have the lte series three yeah and i i don't really run into any issues where i feel like oh so i'm so glad i have lte right now like i think all right yeah maybe i'm convincing myself just because i'm so used Mm -hmm. to it you know with 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 a smartphone that i would need it uh yeah like you said scott it sounds like a much more powerful version but with not that many new. Yeah, some things are um, upgraded. It's certainly faster. Battery life's the same for more bells and whistles. The whole falling thing is 
I'm sure that's going to come in real handy. Uh, Fallen and I can't get up jokes. I, I bet they I, were all over Twitter this the, morning. But the first but, thing I thought was I fall all the time. I'm a, I'm a clumsy person. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't want this thing constantly asking me if I want to call 911 or mistakenly <laughs> thinking I haven't moved and calling 911 for me. I, 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 I was a little nervous about that. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fall. And you're supposed to say, I've fallen and I can't and afford I, medical bills. <laughs> please do not call 911. <laughs> Watch the cost me as much as a set leg. So. I'll, I'll tell you what, the heart rate stuff uh, was compelling to me as someone who's getting a little older, you know, trying to watch my heart health. I had a weird EKG one time, you know, within the past year. So all of that stuff was appealing to me. I'm not sure if it's enough to make me upgrade yet, but, uh, but I liked those features. Not everybody's going to care about that, though. One side note about the LTE, I also... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Got the LTE Series 3 and I never even activated it. Turns out because my phone's with me all the time, I never, I never use it. Well, all right. All right. Maybe I don't need it after all. Fine. I'll save some money. We've got the 5.8 inch iPhone 10s and the 6.5 inch iPhone 10s Max. Both are OLED displays at 458 pixels per inch with IP68 waterproof. That's two meters up to 30 minutes. Stainless steel with gold, silver, and gray finishes. Uh, 60% increase in dynamic range over the iPhone 10. They kept talking about wider stereo sound. You have to listen to see if you can tell. Faster Face ID, although I don't think Face ID is that slow, but it'll probably be a little snappier. That's nice. The chip is the A12, uh, the A12 Bionic chip, which is built on a 7 nanometer process, 6-core CPU, 2 high-performance cores, and 4 battery-efficient cores. Uh, there's a 4-core GPU that's up to 50% faster and an 8-core neural engine for the machine learning stuff. And because the chip can handle more storage, that you can get it up to 512 gigabytes now. 
Core ML apparently runs nine times faster with a tenth the energy use. And they showed a bunch of apps like Elder Scrolls Blades running on it. There's a 12 megapixel wide camera and 12 megapixel telecamera on the back. New sensors in the wide cam. F18, new true tone flash. Telelens is F2.4. Uh, 7 megapixel front cam, f2.2 with a faster sensor. New feature on the camera, they talked a lot about the camera, but the new feature is smart HDR. So zero shutter lag, highlight detail, shadow detail, and merging the final photo to make the HDR look even better uh, with some smarts. Some improved bokeh. uh, And the coolest thing I thought, as far as the photos go, slider in the edit that can alter the depth of field after you've taken the photo. That's kind of nifty. It can record video with stereo sound. It gets 30 minutes more battery than the iPhone 10, so not a lot. The Max gets an hour and a half more battery than the iPhone 10. It can do gigabit LTE, dual SIM, but dual SIM with one physical card and one eSIM card, although they have like Geo and Verizon and uh, I think, hmm, I can't remember the European carrier I saw, but they, they have a lot of carriers on there. And they will have a two physical SIM model for China where eSIM is not allowed. The prices are high. The 10S starts at $999 for the 64 gigabyte. You can also get more expensive ones at 256 and 512. The Max starts at $1,099. Uh, pre-orders start on Friday, ship September 21st. More locations getting at September 28th. And the iPhone 7 is now $449 and the iPhone 8, $599. And we all, any of us who have a compatible phone anyway, get iOS 12 on September 17th. Mm. A lot. Ooh, it's funny. I, I, some folks who uh, should really listen to this show more often uh, were having meltdowns. Why are they calling it these? Are they kidding, Max? What, what's going on with it? Apple's gone crazy with naming. You know, I wanted to say like, well, we've been complaining about this for two weeks. <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh, but, but somehow it was. And I know this isn't the point, but some somehow it was weirder to have. It all up on on the display behind all the executives at the keynote today. The 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 naming is starting to get complicated. I, and I think is it though? My, I think if they just had the number ten, none of us would care. It's the fact that they're using the X and they're not even using the X on OS ten anymore that's causing all the people to freak out about it because it's just the tenth iPhone. With sure, an S. they I, always put an S on the off years. Exactly, and and adding an S to it again, we've we've been used to that for for many iPhone cycles now. I, I wish it just had the number ten rather than. X. I think it's telling that we're talking about that so much instead of the phone because there really are only incremental upgrades here. Yeah, if you have a, if you already had a ten, then you are you are definitely looking at, at, at an increment. I ended up with an eight plus or whatever it is last time. Uh, because I wanted a bigger screen, and now they're giving that to me. So I am very interested in the ten, the tennis match, uh, <laughs> the tennis match. I'm going to call it from now on. Um, I think that looks real cool, and I'm interested. in I'm also doing the monthly install thing, so it's that price mm-hmm. doesn't scare me so much. I'm already paying whatever I am paying a month, and it'll be that plus ten bucks or something. So it's not too big of a deal from my perspective. It is pretty expensive for a phone, um, but. It is getting weird. They do. They went through this with iPads. Things got weird with brand names, just to go back to what you're saying for a second. And then they tried to pull out of that again. And they had weird stuff like the new iPad, iPad 3. Well, where's the 4? No, no, there's no 4. It's the new iPad. Now it's the Retina iPad. Now there's a Pro. It's confusing. And I don't know why they do that. Also, the 10 thing, I understand the single-digit numbers. When you go to a double-digit, there's a thing in graphic design, and Apple's very big mm, on this. Yeah. 
don't go two digits or more. It looks weird. So you stick with a single numeral and or letter or character. And they've done that with the X again. But it does put them right back where they were with OS ten. So it's weird. I don't know why Get they ready do it. for iPhone 10 Cougar coming soon. <laughs> and maybe this is just one of these things where it's like, yeah, I would never say OS X. It's just OS 10 in my mind. And it has been for so long. It's, it's, it's not even a thought, right? The, the brain just converts. Maybe, maybe I'm making too big a deal out of this, but I think when you put an X next to an S, it, you're, you're just asking someone to say XS, not 10 S. Uh, I think the short the short thing that I would add before we move on is uh, the iPhone 10 is for someone who doesn't have a phone with Face ID and really wants it or wants a bigger screen if they already have the iPhone 10 and they just have to spend the money to get the bigger screen. But, uh, you know, it's not that big of an upgrade over the current iPhone 10, uh, which you can still buy at a cheaper price. Uh, there's also the iPhone 10 R, which is basically the iPhone 10 with an aluminum body. It's a 6.1 inch edge to edge screen, but LCD and it doesn't have 3d touch, but really that's kind of the only difference. It has face ID tap to wake. It even has the a 12 bionic chip. It only has one camera. I guess that's the other difference. 12 megapixel rear camera rather than dual. And it's $749 for the 64 gig, only available in 128 and 256 if you want to upgrade and pay more. Yeah. It's oh, and C- you can pre-order it on October 19th, shipping October 26th. So it comes a little later, too. Yeah, the Cs are back, Tom. We, we're back to a phone that's cheap. Not really, though. Still expensive. White, black, blue, coral, and yellow. So it's colorful like the C, too. Sure. I don't know about any of those colors. Uh, I I think I have a seven plus. I mean, I'm I'm quite behind and have been for for some time. So I'm trying to figure out which is the right phone for me. I could just get the ten. I don't have the ten, so that would be new and exciting. I've never used Face ID, so the fact that that price has dropped, I think for for a lot of folks, yeah, sure. I want the ten S Max. That's the one I want. And I want the biggest one and I want the new gold color. But it's extremely expensive, starting at uh, $10.99. I mean, that means the 512 model is what? Going to be like $13.99? And we got macOS Mojave coming on September 24th, as well as updates to the HomePod and TV OSs coming on September 17th. Excellent. Yeah. But HomePod, you can go uh, stereo, they talked about. That's kind of cool, I guess. If you want to buy another HomePod. Oh, yeah. And it's it's got uh, the ability to have two timers at once and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fine. But that's a very expensive thing, by the way. I just want to point out they're up there just talking about like it was a throwaway idea. Oh, it's amazing. Two of these, you should hear it. And I'm like, they're already 600 bucks a pop. You want me to buy two of those? There are Sonos options and a million other options that are cheaper than that. Y'all are crazy on that one. I will say before we move on, I... The depth of field, being able to manipulate that after you take a photo. What was the company that did that for the first time a few years ago? Was it Lytro? Lytro. Yeah, Lytro had it in their yeah. camera tech. Yeah, yeah, and and at the time, I remember. I mean, wow, this is just going to change the game. And obviously, I haven't tried this out on an iPhone, but the camera stuff, just the camera stuff alone, I do think is really cool. That's that's the only camera I use. I, I want my two cents. It it just looks like a lot of post processing done in the phone instead of in software that most. No, it digital- is that they they avowedly yeah. said that you say yeah. that as if it's a bad thing. Well, it do, it does because the bulk stuff they showed kind of looked mediocre. Like mm-hmm. it was fine, but for 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 a phone, but like photography wise, it's just okay. Really? See, I thought that they all looked great, but maybe the photo, you just... nerds, the photo nerds are out. 
horse today, and I'm not kidding you. I have been assailed. Thank goodness we have an in-house photo nerd in Roger Chang. All right, I'll just. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying that as a positive, like because uh, at least for myself, my eyes are too dumb to tell the difference. So we 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 need somebody who can tell. Yeah, they're counting on that, right? Like they want. I don't mean that we're too dumb to tell, but but they 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 want to make it good enough that it's amazing. It's coming out of a phone, but people running pro level SLR craziness, they know that it's different and right. that it's good, and that's okay. I think that's great. Both things can exist in this world. Well, we are very glad that our subreddit exists. That's for darn sure. You could submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. You can also hang out with us on Facebook, get to know one another, and talk about similar interests. Facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Let's check out the mailbag. Let's do it. Um, this person did not leave their name, so I'm not going to add it's it here. Paul. But- Okay, fine. It's Paul. All right. Paul, I hope that this is fine that we said it was you. Paul in Michigan says, at the ripe old age of 48, I found myself single. We were talking about uh, new uh, Tinder options on the show yesterday. Paul says, I've been working my way through dating apps, trying to figure out how things work these days. Recently decided to give Tinder a try and allowed myself to get suckered into buying a gold subscription. Paul says, I'm getting the Tinder top picks for the last few weeks. And ironically, I find it pretty much useless. As far as I can tell, all it does is monitor the people that you swipe on normally and then feeds you the popular people in your area that match your perceived prefs. The end result is you just see a bunch of people who are already super popular and to be put bluntly, probably out of your class. Well, don't sell yourself short, Paul. This might work better if you're young and hip, but as an older, more discerning user, I certainly don't want to pay extra to get more of these suggestions. I'd like to see the match rate on the top picks in some ways. I feel pretty bait and switched. Ah, well, that's yeah. that sucks. <laughs> well, and I think, and I don't know if I really um, explained it that well yesterday because, again, it's not as if dating apps have made people superficial where there was none of that before. But, but yeah, there's a lot of kind of yeah popular folks and rating and the fact that Paul was like, I see what's going on, but they're not really using some cool data set that no, that and it does, wasn't. It- it doesn't sound like they're curated for him either. That they're just like pretty much everybody would get kind of the same stuff because it's just the most popular people, which, which right. that's no good. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's like a it's like a you know a Hall of Fame list. Yeah. Like these people were looked at more than other folks. Makes guys like him think. Well, I have do I have to go to something like eHarmony? And that's depressing. I mean, no offense, eHarmony, but you know, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Why? That, that is offensive to eHarmony, just so you know. Uh, okay, it is to them. You have a fine service, but what I'm saying is, I don't think 48 is all that old. First of all, that's right around Tom and I's age. But also, uh, it just must, I, I just don't like that feeling of like, okay, you're, you've aged out of the hip thing, and the hip thing happens to just be aimed directly at a at a very specific range of, range of uh, you know, 18 to I don't know, 28 year old. Now I have the eHarmony theme song stuck in my head. And now you got to go to eHarmony and it just seems like a bummer. I don't know. It, it sounds like a great opportunity for an enterprising entrepreneur to create a dating app for people who are perhaps older. Well, that's eHarmony, they, right? They like eHarmony. Oh, wait. Something a little uh, <laughs> a, a little more uh, uh, rakish than. Uh, okay. Right All right. I like that. I, rakish is a good word for that kind of app, yeah. too. We'll call it tie-dye. <laughs> well, something we won't call tie-dye is Scott Johnson. Well, That's for sure. Uh, unless you want us to, Scott. That's totally up to you. Talk to me. It just depends. 
Uh, well, whatever you'd like to be called, uh, let folks know what you've been up to since we saw you last week. Well, ironically, my I shut down my tie-dye YouTube channel, so that's not there anymore. Oh, but bummer. I'm really going to miss it. Everything else that I do is up there and out in the wild, and you can find it all at frogpants.com. And as always, if you would like to engage with me on a personal one-to-one basis, why Twitter's a place to go. I'm at Scott Johnson, and thanks for having me as always. If you enjoy this show, there is more of it. We have an expanded version called Good Day Internet, where we talk about the life of people who like technology, not just the technology news. And it's exclusively available to the patrons at patreon.com slash DTNS. We love our patrons. We also love feedback. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday. Join us live if you can. Chat in IRC. It's a good old time. 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Justin Robert Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.